to more nonstop sports talk with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Monday afternoon, getting ready for another week of football. The college football playoff is set. NFL coming your way tonight. We'll check in with TJ Reeves here in a matter of moments. He's live from Tampa Bay as we get ready for Monday night football between the Saints and the Buccaneers. But right now, let's bring in our good friend Marco D'Angelo, one of our handicapper extraordinaires. And another good week, uh, and it all started here Friday night at Allegiant Stadium with Utah up in USC. That really kind of put everything in motion to where we got with with our final four teams, that being uh, Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, and then the uh, uh, TCU stays at number three, and Ohio State slides into number four, but... Marco D'Angelo joins us now, and we talk a little college football playoff. And Marco, you called it, my man. We talked about Utah on Friday beating SC. Talked about K State upsetting TCU. Two for two, my man. It was good. Uh, good day on Friday and Saturday for sure. And uh, we hit our top play on Sunday with Cincinnati. Had to sweat out. Really had to sweat to both the uh, Kansas State and Cincinnati, but they were great games and. Uh, you know, at least the, uh, gotta give the committee credit. They, they didn't, uh, slide TCU down or out. They left them at number three, which they should have been. They shouldn't have been penalized for losing a epic game in overtime. I mean, what, what a game that was. And, uh, it was fun to watch. And, uh, like I told you, I saw you Saturday night. Max Dugan, what a warrior. I mean, that guy literally put the team on his back and, uh, almost willed them to the victory. You know, we talk about that you can't, you know, penalize a team for for losing a game in overtime. I think at this point in time, yeah, we have to talk about penalizing teams that lose it at this stage. And the only reason that TCU didn't lose their place is because, you know, USC lost as well. And, you know, you can make the case that TCU could have slid to four, could even make the case that maybe Alabama gets in and TCU slides outside when you look at the whole body of work. I'm glad TCU's in there. It's it, they played a a fantastic season, but they played a lot of close games, be, beat some top notch opponents, but no one really has given TCU a shot. And I think when you're talking about the top four teams, the ultimate thing is, and I agree with Nick Saban here, you want to get the top four teams, the best four teams, and make a case that each team has a chance to win the national championship. As much as I'm going to be rooting for TCU. They're going to be a decided underdog. They'd be a decided underdog against anybody here. So I think they got to consider themselves, you know, lucky and fortunate because they got outplayed for a majority of that game by K State. K State wins the game and it wouldn't be wrong if the committee would have penalized TCU, either putting them at four or putting them out of the picture. I'm just saying when we get to this point, there are other teams out there that you can make a case are just as deserving or maybe even more deserving. If you're asking uh, from a betting standpoint where Vegas would put the top four teams if you power rated them and who would be favored over who, yes, in every one of those discussions, Alabama gets in. Um, honestly, and we've had this discussion, you and me as well, 
I think Alabama with two losses is more deserving than Ohio State with one loss because the difference being Alabama's two losses came by a grand total of four points, a knuckleball field goal at the final play of the game at Tennessee, and then a converted two-point conversion uh, in the final seconds of a game at uh, LSU. The key is those two losses were at somewhere else. Ohio State got the snot knocked out of them at home by Michigan. So I have a little bit of a problem with Ohio State, um, and I think they left TCU at three because you can't penalize them, like we said, for the game they played, and you can't have Alabama leapfrog two teams when they didn't even play on Saturday. But I think they stayed at three, as you pointed out, the committee didn't want to have the rematch, Ohio State and Michigan, right away. If they both somehow earn their way into the championship, that's a different story, but they didn't want it in the, the semifinal round. And, you know, you hit some key points there, Marco. And, and here's my point on the matter. And you kind of exclamation point, you know, my, my thoughts here. Here's the thing where the whole problem is with these four teams. Now, granted, okay, they've come a long way, but man, they, they, they've come a long way in a long amount of time as well, too, when we were just voting for one and two. And then, you know, we had to, you know, expand it to four and we should have expanded it to eight or 12 a long, long time ago. But that's a different conversation for another time. Here's the problem is, is that there is no criteria here for this committee. No criteria at all. There's not like, okay, one through five, this is what we look at. Everything is is just so subjective to this committee here, and we don't know. And you hit the nail on the head. I feel the exact same way. Alabama, with two losses, that's what just the average ham and egger wants to say. They want to say, oh, they got two losses, they're out. No, 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 no. It shouldn't matter. One loss, two losses. If Alabama is the better team, and you say power-rated by Vegas numbers or from a, a betting perspective, but they're all correlated. I mean, power ratings, it should be whether you're betting or not, who are the four best teams? Plain and simple. And an Alabama team who got two losses, losses two games on the final play of the game against two top five ranked teams at the time, Tennessee and LSU, both on the road, the final play of the game. They lose one game by three, a field goal at the end, and then they lose on a successful two-point conversion. So you lose by one point. So, yeah, the committee should factor that in and who is against. And then let's talk about strength of schedule. I mean, Ohio State's strength of schedule in that Big Ten and non-conference games was 39th in the nation, Alabama number nine. So it just seems like that all we heard was two loss versus one loss. But as you stated, Marco, it is deeper than that. You know, who would be the bigger threat to beating Georgia? Heck, would we mind seeing, would you and I mind seeing Alabama and Georgia again? Of course not. But guess what? There are people in the committee and they feel that fans, oh, we don't want to see Georgia and Alabama because that would be the sixth time that they would play in the last four years. Think about that. And people say, well, I don't want to see that. But then to your point there, it's like, okay, we can't slot Ohio State at three because, oh my goodness, that means Michigan number two, Ohio State three would face it off in a semifinal. We just saw that debacle two weeks ago. People don't want to see that. So it just seems like there is so much of this other stuff that doesn't get talked about or pushed to the forefront. And why? Because there's no criteria for the committee or fans to follow. And you forgot one other point in this equation. 
the committee absolutely locked Clemson out of the conversation because right. they moved them four spots when they lost by one to South Carolina, yet when Tennessee lost to South Carolina, got blown out. Granted, it was on the road, but they got blown out at South Carolina. They lost their quarterback in the game and everything, but they were losing when he was still in there, too. I mean, South Carolina played a great game. They only dropped them two uh, positions. By moving Clemson by to four four spots, and they were you know below Ohio State and Alabama, it eliminated them being able to win the ACC championship game and benefit from that. Uh, I thought that was wrong in their placing, and <laughs> Dabo Sweeney, do you think he's kicking himself right now not making the quarterback change mm. earlier this season? Because if he did, you know, for whatever reason, he was loyal to DJ, <laughs> and we see that you know, DJ's going to the transfer portal. Uh, he didn't have any problem uh, making a switch uh, on Saturday night. And this is a team that would have been a totally different team with the other guy at quarterback. You got it. Marco D'Angelo joins us from Wager Talk. Of course, Marco joins us each and every Friday, part of our Best Bet segment, and uh, hitting it uh, a little bit today with a recap. Speaking of the NFL, Marco, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, quickly which, uh, what you saw over yesterday. Who was good to you? Who was bad to you yesterday? Well, the one that was good to me yesterday uh, was Cincinnati. And, you know, that was the premier game of the day. There's no question about it. And, you know, I went against a lot of history there. Uh, you know, you have playoff revenge for Kansas City, but you had that streak of uh, Mahomes in the month of November and December. The guy just doesn't lose. And it was a pick-the-winner situation, basically. The line was only two. And the two teams played an epic game. I think they each punted maybe once in the game. And Cincinnati uh, had an opportunity right before the half to go up 11 points. They were inside the five-yard line. They had a third and one. They run a quarterback sneak with everybody bunched up at the line of scrimmage. That is my biggest pet peeve, <laughs> TC, when I'm watching a game. And it's, you know, third and short or fourth and short, and they go with the jumbo package and everybody's line. You know what? Run your regular offense. Spread it out and then still run the football. You've got a better chance of making that yard, spreading them out, than putting everybody right at the point of attack if you're going to just run the football up the middle. It drives me nuts. They got stopped on third down, and they got stopped on fourth down. Didn't get any points, and it was a key point of the game because Kansas City got the ball to start the second half, and instead of being down 11, took the ball down the field and had the lead in, after the first drive of the second half, but give Cincinnati credit for coming back. That was the most entertaining game of the day. The game that cost me yesterday, I went against my Pittsburgh Steelers. I did not like the spot they were in yesterday. I thought Atlanta was you know, a good home bet. And they had an opportunity to win the game. They actually did take the lead. Uh, they punched a touchdown in, but it got called back on holding. Uh, so instead of the go-ahead touchdown, they had to uh, start from first and 20. And they ended up not getting the touchdown settled for the field goal. And then they couldn't get back down there to tie. The so that was what uh, it transpired for me. Right the now. Two key Couple of those people out there live over here in the neighborhood. They have to blow them out every day. 
All right, Marco D'Angelo uh, joins us uh, here. All right, Marco, let's talk a little Monday night football real quick. We got uh, Tampa Bay hosting New Orleans. Who you got and why? Well, I'm looking at uh, the Saints in this one, and you look at these two teams, and if you'd have told us at the beginning of the year that we would have got to this week, this matchup, and neither team would be above 500, <laughs> I, I would have asked you, you know, what you were smoking because nobody would have believed it. Uh, even though the Saints are sitting with just four wins, they're only one game behind in the win column. Obviously, they win tonight. They're back in the playoff race, as, as silly as that sounds. But if they lose this game tonight, TC, their season's over uh, because they already that would put them two games behind the uh, Tampa in the win column, and they have lost both games to them. So in essence, that's three games behind. Uh, they're not going to make that up. So you're going to see the Saints. They're going to take chances. They've got nothing to lose. They got to win this game. When they get this spot, uh, I'm looking at the team that you've got two teams that on yards per play are top 10 defenses. Uh, and I think the Saints, their biggest problem this year, if you look at them, has been the turnovers. They've had 21 turnovers, TC, on the season. Now, will they continue to do that? Well, you know, looks like, you know, they've had that turnover bug, but they're playing a team in Tampa that in the last eight games has only three takeaways. So maybe they get a cleaner game tonight, and that's going to help them. I also think they're going to have some success running the football against Tampa. In the last five games, Tampa has allowed three teams to run roughshod over them. Carolina rushed for 173 yards. Baltimore ran for 231 yards. And Cleveland ran for 189. Now, we know Baltimore and Cleveland has, you know, good rushing attacks. Uh, but Carolina, 173? No, not so much. I'm going to go ahead and look for the Saints to get the job done. And here's a stat on the Saints. Now, you got to put an asterisk to it because this stat, most of it, obviously, was under Sean Payton. We've got a new head coach. But the Saints are absolute money when they're playing on the road, uh, revenging a same-season loss. As I said, they lost earlier in the year, so here we are. They're on the road trying to get revenge for an earlier season loss. How about 20 wins, only eight losses against the spread the last time that they were in this, the last 28 situations? And I'm going to go ahead and take them tonight to pull off the mild upset. All right, Marco, talking about a live dog tonight uh, with the Saints. All right, my man, uh, good job over the weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you at the Westgate on Friday, brother. And, uh, uh, keep eating well. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, uh, win winners like Cincinnati yesterday makes it real good. <laughs> That's good. And, and thank you for dinner on Saturday night. Uh, I know we were on opposite sides of that Clemson North Carolina game, but uh, uh, I know that's not why you went to the wallet. But I do appreciate that, my friend. I do. That, you know, TC, you you managed to win the money games, and the money games for you are the games that we disagree for you getting a free meal. That's, that's right. Just, I can't beat you there. I don't know why. I, I beat you all the way around, but I can't beat you on those ones. But but I don't think you mind losing those games because you're eating just as well as I am, my friend. So there you go. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take brother. See you Friday. You got it. There is Marco D'Angelo. Wagertalk.com. Get Marco's plays at Wagertalk. And again, part of our crew and our best bets. All right.